You're listening to the Making a Multi-Million Dollar Med Spa Podcast, where we have real conversations about what it takes to run a successful business. Thank you for joining us as we showcase and share our day-to-day successes, and even more importantly, failures and mistakes, and host some of our peers, colleagues, and other experts in the field. This is Matt Toronto, and thanks for joining us for another episode. This week, we have not one, but two guests on the podcast, the lovely ladies of Pure 111. Amy and Laura have been friends of Mint for many years and have a wonderful and successful practice in Fairview Heights, Illinois. Tune in as we chat about how Pure 111 got started, what keeps them the busiest, how they vet new technology, and when they know it's time to hire. You're going to love it. Okay, this is Matt Toronto with Aesthetic Care and Mint, and I am here with Amy and Laura from Pure 111 Med Spa, and we've known them for years. They've got a great business, and uh, we're going to just have a little chat about aesthetics, about their business, about our business, and all kinds of fun stuff, and and uh, our goal with these podcasts is just share information. You know, I think it's great when peers share information, we all learn from each other. Let's just really quick do a little background. So, how did you guys get started? How did you open Pure 111? What made you want to do it? You know, all that good stuff. Do you have maybe a little history on your company? Sure. So I created, founded, I want to say it, uh, Pure 111 in 13, 2013. Man, you're old. That's a long time. Ago. I know. I know. And I just have always had a, a passion for skin and had little ones at home and didn't want to go back to doing uh, the 12-hour shifts and the ruling sad stories. I was always in like head and neck cancer or neurosurgery. And so your background is as a nurse? Yep. Nurse. And then I got my master's and sat for the advanced practice exam. So opened this in 2013 and was lucky enough to have Laura join me when? 15. Yeah. In 15. And we were in just a one chair room. The two of us would actually share the chair and help each other. And then in 2016, we moved in here that has three exam rooms. And now as of in a month from now, we're moving into a 6,500 square foot building, but renting half of it. Okay. We have it, but we are going to have five treatment rooms now. Well, that's fun. Isn't it fun when you look back and you think, I mean, I look back when I started aesthetic care in 2001. And I mean, I was in kind of a dumpy little place. It was a thousand square feet. Um, I had a nurse, an esthetician and me. And uh, I remember the first week we were open, we did like $8,000. And I thought, oh my God, that's crazy. That's huge. It's just fun to look back on that. Is I mean, you guys started with one treatment room. Yeah. What treatment were you doing back then? So my background is I became an esthetician first. So Mm -hmm. I obtained my aesthetics license in 2002 um, and worked in St. Louis and kind of in the day spa setting and then had the opportunity to get laser trained, which was huge. You know, I think there was one laser in St. Louis at the time. Um, So I was working in that arena and got a lot of really great information and education in that way and then went back to nursing school and became a nurse in 2006. Um, I spent five years in the hospital. I worked in neonatal intensive care and then came back to utilizing both my skill sets together um, and did that for a few years. And I would see Amy at different events, different educational events. And we had um, a mutual friend who was an esthetician who kept encouraging us to join forces. Mm -hmm. So that's how we initially got together. Yeah, we would see each other at conferences or at concerts. And I'd be like, that's Laura with the beautiful hair. I need to meet her. And finally, she's the one that called me and said, let's meet. And we sat down and gosh, that's where our story began and mm-hmm. keep on going. It was two of us at the time. And now we have a staff of eight. Awesome. We and did. so you got two. Are you two the only two nurses? You have other estheticians or what is the makeup of your staff? Yep. So myself, um, nurse practitioner, and then two RN injectors, including Laura. Mm-hmm. One esthetician, um, and then front desk staff, a marketing girl. Yeah. So, so you know, I think it's always interesting for me and for other people is so you come obviously a healthcare background, which most people in this industry come from that type of background. Um, I didn't, but I think it's very common. And um, and I always tell people, you know, what nurses, what doctors, PAs, nurse practitioners do. I think it's a hard job. I think it's a very hard job. I mean, you're dealing with obviously very serious things in many cases. I always tell people that I think we have a job that we work hard at, but it's more of a fun job. And so how do you, like when you look at your career in healthcare, which obviously is very important, now your career in aesthetics, 
what do you love? I mean, what, what do you love looking back, what you used to, what you do now? I think the reward, it's so rewarding to see someone come in and maybe have low self-confidence or they've been through a rough time or, you know, don't like when they look in the mirror themselves and to see the transformation with just little bitty changes and they like the way they look again. When they look in that mirror, that's my favorite part at the end of the treatment where you hand them the mirror and you say, what do you think? And it, it's so rewarding. Agree? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What about you, Laura? So my path was a little different because I was in the aesthetics industry first, then healthcare. That's then right. Back. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting, you know, to have that different skill set and a different background. And I do think it gave me a huge edge um, coming into this and building this with Amy. So um, I'm always someone who has had an entrepreneurial spirit. I'm someone who um, I think I'm a go-getter. You know, I like to reap what I sow. So that's not really even considered in healthcare. You know, it's a very hierarchical system. Um, amazing. I learned so much there though. Every day was such a great learning experience. So I, I miss and love that in certain ways too, but this gives me both of those things. I'm able to build a business, um, be business-minded, but also use art um, and science. So to me, using all those things in one place while giving people confidence, I mean, what more can you ask for in a career? So mm -hmm. it's been great. So let me ask you guys this. So, um, you know, we've worked with over 1600 clinics and get a good feel for kind of, there's great ones, there's average ones, there's bad ones, like in any industry. You guys have done well and you're, you're growing at a nice rate, obviously you're growing. Um, why is that? What do you think? Why should somebody come to Pure 111? What is it about you all that makes you different? Because in St. Louis, like in Kansas City, I could go to 200 different places and get Botox. I mean, there's dentists doing it. People don't come here because we do Botox, right? Because everyone does Botox. They yeah. come here for a different reason. So how about you guys? Why do people come to Pure 111? What is your focus to differentiate yourself from your competition? Good point, Matt. And I, I think that it's taken us this long to get a reputation in the community. And we're real close to St. Louis. I mean, 20 minutes. Yeah. Really from downtown St. Louis. But yeah. we. I mean, it's just really a suburb. Yeah. Yeah. A reputation is being the experts. And I think that clients and the community sees what we invest in training always kind of on the cutting edge the fact that there's not a revolving door we've had the same staff no one's ever left um which i think says a lot sometimes every time a client comes into a place it's a different front desk girl or a different nurse injector no i think that says a lot and you know one thing i look at when i start working with clinics as a consultant is i always ask them let me tell me i mean right at the beginning tell me about your turnover and if they have high turnover, right, you know, there's issues. And, you know, there's a saying I love from Richard Branson um, that says, uh, train your staff so well that they could leave you at any time and get any job they want, but treat them so well that they will never leave you. And I think it's such a simple business philosophy. And it's the way that we run our business. Um, you know, our first nurse that we hired 20 years ago is still here. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that makes a huge difference when you can have that continuity. Um, so I think it's great to hear. I also think that our patients really do have a different experience with us and they'll tell us this. I just saw a patient right before I came in here who has been with us for a while. Um, a friend of hers opened a med spa and kind of guilted her into going and having a treatment. And she said it was a terrible experience. She said it, the treatment was very painful, which as we know, Botox is not a painful procedure. Um, and she said she felt like she was rushed through and this was a brand new clinic. Yeah. Um, so patients tell us all the time, I can't believe how much time you're spending with, with me. I can't believe all this education you're giving me. You know, I feel, I feel like I'm important here. I don't feel like I've been ran through. So I think that's a huge difference with our practice too. We actually book 30 minutes for our Botox patients because oftentimes we do add a service or we do educate them on a product and mm -hmm. it allows us that time. Other times, you know, it allows us to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but yeah. um, I think our staff patients, gets to go to the bathroom once a day. That's it. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think they do have a different experience in our office. Yeah. So we like to say it's the 111 difference. And there's really no way to describe it, I think, until they actually come. And from the time they step in till the time they leave, they're happy. And they felt, like Laura said, like we listened to them. They were important. So, um, and I, I think, sir, I would tell you that the thing that I probably see the most in this industry is that the vast majority of people working in this industry are undertrained, mm -hmm. and you know they they decide I want to do Botox. They go one day class and they start doing it, or they buy a laser. They have one day of training, and that's all they ever do. Mm -hmm. So, 
I, and I think that's a big issue. You know, I, I, I don't believe you can get overtrained. So how do you guys look at that with your staff? And because one thing I like what you said is that not only are you continually learning, but you're communicating to your clients that you're doing these things too. So kind of walk me through how you feel about advanced technique training for your staff. And then how do you communicate that to your clients or patients? So back to our inception of the business, Amy and I saw every patient side by side together for six months. We created treatment plans for them. We made sure that our message was the same and consistent and that we We had the same same. perspective on how to care for the patient. Um, And then when Amy brought on Sue, same thing. She saw every patient for six months with Sue, um, Mm -hmm. which is a really long time. And she's never, ever deterred or turned us down from any educational opportunity. Um, And that is absolutely huge because we see and hear it all the time that people are being treated incorrectly. People are being treated dangerously. People are being treated with products that we don't even know what they are and that they're not being obtained legally, you know? So there's, there's a lot going on out there. And that's a huge difference with Pure 111 too, is that that's never um, been something that we've ever skimped on. It's the biggest part of our practice. So I was going to just say that, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, that now that our clients know that we get educated and go to all these trainings, they'll be like, uh, what did you learn new lately? What's the new trend? Or, you know, what's coming out? Because they're ex- just as excited about the industry as we are. Um, yeah. And I think it's important. You know, I always tell my staff, we never want to be like this, right? We always want to be improving our craft. And I tell people when I hire them, listen, you know, we are going to do everything we can to make you better all the time, but you have to have that desire to, you know, it's got to be a two-way street. And, you know, I believe in this day and age also, there's got to be an inner drive. Cause when I got in this industry in the mid nineties, for me to learn something, um, it was really like reading a manual or reading a clinical study, which we all know are boring. Um, but now it's all at your fingertips. I mean, I know, I'm sure you guys have been to YouTube. There's thousands and thousands of videos on YouTube of aesthetic procedures and different people telling things. So, Um, I do believe that we have responsibility as owners to help train our staff and we do it a lot, but I also believe the staff has the responsibility to on their own get better. And I don't know if you communicate that to your staff. Yes. They're always reading. They're watching, um, seminars online that I'll send them. I did ask them to read the Nordstrom way and the customer comes second. Too good. But yeah, everybody we hire has to read the Nordstrom way. They have no choice. And then we had a book club during COVID that we made our staff read books and the and secret service was one of them, which I thought is a great book. on. Ooh, customers. I don't know about that one. Write that down. Yeah. Secret service. We, I bet you we pulled 15 ideas out of that. And so we made the whole staff read it. And then they had to do a little book report on, you know, we were closed for 10 weeks right. and um, yeah, it was really good. And, and I do think it's great that you, and, and hopefully we are, we have created an environment of education that sure. we're always talking about, you know, we're looking at all the new technologies and vetting them. And I'm sure you do too. Um, and that leads me kind of to my next topic. So I think one of the hardest things in our industry is the, or one of the worst things in our industry is so often marketing exceeds the science on so many devices, products, and, you know, nobody comes and sells you, right? The second best laser. They don't ever sell you the second best. (laughs) That's true. So how do you guys go about staying up on technology, um, vetting technology, same with skincare lines? How do you do that? Okay, before we get to that, because I'll forget if we get off this topic. One more thing. A wise man, I think his name was Matt Toronto, I think, said to me, I've heard really great things about him. Hire the smile, train the skill. Yeah, and I wish I could take credit, but that's Nordstrom. (laughs) I stole that. (laughs) Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Hire based on what you cannot teach. It's so true because the personality of the person matters so much. And uh, we've really trained everyone here ourselves. No one comes in with um, bad habits. You know, they, they all have come in with amazing personalities and we knew they'd be a great fit. And then we train them and send them to the trainings because it's their personality too. Well, and I love that you said that because so many clinics I work with and I do a lot of Zoom calls and they come here say, God, we've been trying to find a nurse injector for the last six months and we can't find one with experience. And I say, listen, You don't have to find one with experience. In fact, my last three nurses I've hired here, zero experience in aesthetics. But what you said is true. They're wonderful human beings. Right. 
because we can teach that, right? We can teach all those. If you have half a brain, you can learn how to do a, a, a laser treatment, but I can never make you happy. I can't make you ethical. I can't make you passionate. Um, those, I mean, as adults, we don't change too much, right? So I think it's a great point, you know, that, that go after that amazing personality. And I always tell people, let's not hire boring people. We have to work with them. We <laughs> want to work with boring people. Let's hire fun, exciting people. Right. So no, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's so true. Um, okay, back to the technology. I, I do think, you know, one of the worst things I see, and, and listen, if you've been in this industry long enough, odds are you might make a purchasing mistake. I've done it, okay? Yeah. And when you spend 100000 or $200,000 on a device that a year later is a coat rack, it's a painful mistake. Yeah. So how do you guys say, I'm sure you get called on by every device company like we all do and every skincare company. And um, so, yeah, how do you look at things and how often do you upgrade technology? So there's so many shiny new toys in this industry, right? Um, we do a ton of research. We, I'm always asking for, I want the the name of five other practices that have the technology. Are they using it? Uh, what's the ROI, good things, bad things. So I do want actual, you know, uh, references of people that have it. So we do, of course, that. What else, Laura? I will say that Amy Katsikis is guilty of opening every email about every device. That's true. Hey, made, Amy, you and I are the same. I commend I her for that. But I'm on the other end going, delete, 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 delete. Mm-hmm. You know, if I've heard negative things or different things. So um, since I'm more on the provider end, I Amy does filter through some of it yeah, a lot more yeah, than, yeah. than the rest of us do. But we're always on the lookout for what's the best, what's, what's giving good results, um, what reliable other clinics are doing. You know, we have certain clinics in the area, you know, if they think it's great, we're going to be more open to looking at it or to doing an in-service and that kind of thing. And we certainly do a lot of that. And we say enough, we say no a lot, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a great point where you said about competition, because I always tell people there's a lot of competition, right? There always is. I, you know, there's 55 aesthetic centers in a 15 mile radius of where I'm sitting right now. And I don't care. I don't care if there's a hundred, we have to be better. Right. But I do think it's important to pay attention if you see one of your competitors marketing a technology to research it. You may never buy it, but you should still know about it. Because if one of your competitors is saying, oh, we got the latest, greatest laser XYZ, blah, blah, blah. You may investigate it. I think you should find out what it does. And then you may never buy it, but there should be a reason that you could tell somebody, one of your clients comes and says, hey, what have you heard about this? Say, well, you know, we looked into that, but we have a device that's better or maybe, you know, that type of thing. So I, I think that's smart that you pay attention to that. We have been so happy with Cyton, the company as a whole, not only their technology, their customer support, their education that they really promote. Um, so if Cyton is coming out with a modality that another company has, I'm always going to consider Cyton first. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I tell people we have a lot of different technology, but Cyton is, I have a Cyton laser that I bought in 2006 that we still use every day. And that's rare, you know, yeah. that's rare. Yeah. But I do think it's important, like you said, to keep up to date on it. I mean, we don't have the same cell phones we had five years ago. Things do get better. Another thing I always try to tell people is be careful of getting something that's just a little bit better than what you have. So if you came to me and said, hey, Matt, I've got this new hair removal system and it's 10% better than the one you're using right now. I mean, that's nice, but is that going to change my revenue? Okay. Is it going to change my business? So I really think it's nice when I can add a device that opens up a new revenue stream. That's something maybe I'm not doing right now. Maybe addresses a new skin issue like melasma or something, you know, things like that. So I think that's fun too. Um, And I do think it's nice um, to, to, I I think there's something in St. Louis is a pretty good size city. Kansas city is too, but I still think there's a, a perception sometimes thinking, boy, if I went to New York, or LA, I bet you I could get better stuff. And that's one thing we really focus on is no, you can't, because we're going to always stay up on the bed stuff. One thing I do want to give you, and I might've told you this before, I think it's a good tip, is when you look at a new device, and I think you're smart to ask for references, but also I think you have to be smart enough to know those are going to be good references because they're not going to give you bad ones. So a little trick that I do is I will pick a city like New York, Miami, Scottsdale, anything, and I'll just Google Laser XYZ Scottsdale, Laser XYZ Miami, and I'll find out who has it and they don't know I'm going to call. Yeah. 
that is actually a true reference. That's one that hasn't been prepared, that hasn't been maybe even paid to take calls or say good things. So that's just something that I think to keep in mind that is not a bad idea to do either. And back to the earlier conversation about the growth of our business and how we started and what services we offered initially, we had no devices other than a skin pen. So we, you know, that's pretty end, amazing. That literally was your only device. Yeah, that was it. Injectables mm-hmm. and skin pen. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's, and, interesting. that's amazing that you were able to take that to where you are now. Good for you. Yeah, we've we've grown about 30 percent year over year. It's incredible. And um, we started small. And I think because we started small with just a handful of services that work really, really well, we were able to, you know, build the business so much more efficiently because we weren't under a huge cloud of debt, like you said, from good, bad, you know, devices. Yeah, I think that's amazing. So let me ask you this now, and and I always joke around, we would never want COVID, right? Horrible, it's been tough two years. But on silver lining, it exploded golf and it exploded aesthetics. Exploded it. I'm just saying, I tell people, you know, we've been open for 20 years and the six busiest months in our history have been within the last year. It's just been crazy. Um, and I do think that's going to continue. So let me ask you this. So growing fast is a good thing, but it's also a problem, right? It, to be able to deal with that growth. So how are you addressing, obviously your bigger space, what about staffing? How, how do you handle growth? You are so right. And it could have been a spiral down because when you're growing that fast and you're trying to do a million things, you're not doing any of it well. Right. right. So again, my staff is amazing. Finally, I have delegated and given control up to someone to do my social media, mm-hmm. the technology type thing, the bookkeeping. And you have to, you absolutely have to, uh, it was at a boiling point where I was trying to do too much, not sleeping, stressed out, so once I delegated some of that uh, to those people who could handle it perfectly well, if not better than me, um, I was able then just to focus on, you know, the things I need to give full attention to. Well, and I think Amy, a good point. And when I consult with businesses, you know, I always try to look at it. Hey, if this were my business, what would I do? And you, without a doubt, your biggest value to your business is dealing with your clients, right? Is performing treatments and generating revenue. Right. And you know, there's certain things and I, and I always talk, I, I think in a whole, on a whole, there's a lot of doctors that own med spots, right? And I think any owner of a business, the best thing they can do is understand their strengths and weaknesses and understand their value. Okay. There's a lot of things that I could do, but I got to be honest, I have no desire to do it, And I'm probably not even good at it. Those things I'm going to have somebody else do. And I'm going to focus on the things that I love to do and that I feel like I'm very good at. And I run into a lot of clinics and maybe people just, they won't admit, hey, I'm not good at that. Or like you said, it's very hard. I think a, a lot of high achievers tend to be control freaks. And it's like, no, oh, I'm just going to do that because I can do it better and faster. And then and it's learning to delegate. I think that's a great point. Um, when do you look at, from a provider standpoint, when do you look at your schedules and say, it's time to hire another nurse or esthetician? What, what is that point for you? Is it when somebody is fully booked out two or three weeks in advance is it, or people are having to wait X amount of time to get in. How do you look at that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, mostly, and there's fluctuations throughout the year. So that's, right. you know, yeah. to figure that into if I you're mean, turning we're there, away. Yeah. Yeah. We're there in the aesthetics mm-hmm. arena right now um, with Sue yeah. between you and I, it was more of um, an evening need yes. with yeah. her. Um, yeah, the hours we were not mm-hmm. able. Now we are open a Saturday a month. Yeah, we're open three evenings a week. So it was either we work more, or we're not providing that whole, you know, in our clinic that, that we're not able to provide. Mm-hmm. So evenings and Saturdays was when we finally said it's time to bring somebody else on. Yeah, and I think that's another good point because I always, you know, put. I think we should put ourselves in the shoe of our our clients, right? And if I work full time, when can I come see you? evenings right. and Saturdays. Yeah. And I was, t- I, I worked a lot of clinics, you know, they're nine to five. And I said, listen, that's fine. I think nobody wants to really work evenings and Saturdays, but we are a retail business. And, you know, if you're looking at, Hey, what is the best business move? I think having some evening hours and some Saturday hours available are important. Yeah. Agreed. So what, um, what's keeping you the busiest now, obviously injectables are always steady, right? Um, but it's from a, a, a other than injectables technology, what is keeping you busy? 
I think Halo is booming right now. Halo is Tons booming. Halo. Yeah. yeah. And then BTL, when we brought on M-Sculpt not too long ago, because we did not have anything in the body contouring, that's been a great income provider too. And people are really happy with the- Yeah, uh, we, uh, I agree. I was very skeptical about that just because nothing in my 25 years I've ever said we do anything with muscle, right? Yeah. And so we did end up getting the M-Sculpt and then we upgraded to the Neo. And um, it's been a pleasant surprise. I thought it was going to be nice. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it, it is. It's been a really nice revenue generator for us. Well, and I think too, as you grow, you realize your clinic has to be well-rounded. Yes. You know, we started ju again, just with the skin pen, which was great at the time. And we were able to grow from there, but you do have to have a laser at some point. You do have to incorporate body contouring. That's something we sort of postponed though. Your body contouring was definitely the last like avenue yes. that we visited. The body's getting big. A couple of years ago, we decided as we, we expanded into, we had to go across the hall for more space. And we thought, let's just call that aesthetic care body just to bring more awareness to the fact that, you know, a lot of people, I think, look at our businesses and they think this, I, I come in for this, the face, right. maybe, but we really wanted to bring emphasis to the fact that we treat from your hairline to your toes and, you know, it, things like halo and BBL. I mean, I think a lot of people lock up that, Hey, we do face and neck, but my God, the hands, Yes. Older sun damage, legs and stuff. So I, I think in making sure your staff looks at somebody in that light, because somebody may come in because they have sun damage on their face. I promise you, you know, if they have sun damage on their face, they probably have it on their shoulders too. Absolutely. And just making them aware that that's an option. No vaginal rejuvenation. My husband's a urologist. So when he had first heard about uh, treating incontinence without surgery, he was really intrigued. So we brought on Thermiva maybe three years ago. And at least, yeah. at least, and that was really kept us a lot busier with that procedure than what we thought. But then recently with BTL, we now have Imcella mm -hmm. and the results that we have seen with that has been incredible. You know, it's fun. We have Diva, which is Cyton's version of vaginal rejuvenation and Imcella. There's a, a very good urogynecologist. I worked with a little bit, gave us some talks um, uh, on the East coast. And he said that the best thing he's ever seen for women's sexual health is the combination of Emcella and Diva. That those two things combined, he goes, I don't think we can do anything better than that. So I, I, that, that's neat. And it, it's again, a whole different area of our business, right? That just used to not right. exist. Right. So yeah, and for too, it's been great. So did you guys, now you said you had the skin pen, have you guys added microneedling with radio frequency or are you still staying with the straight skin pen? Not yet. This, no. is, this is one of our, upcoming yeah i would take a strong look at your device it, it's very good and jay burns and i just went through a whole kind of a vetting process we looked at all of them and we were due for a new one we'd had one for about four years it did great but technology upgraded so yeah if you ever want to talk about that you know another time i i really think you'll kill it with it because okay. it's that stepping stone you know i always look at it as a you know if you remember and you guys are very young i don't know if you remember sears big marketing campaign for years was good better best right it wasn't horrible okay good so if you went to sears to buy a right. vacuum they had their good section they had their better section and then they're their best section and yeah. i kind of like that theory for our menu of services microneedling is good mm -hmm. microneedling with rf is better and sometimes after that, halo might be the best, you know, that, but, but, and also the price point where you have microneedling, a little bit lower price point, microneedling RF, kind of middle of the road, halo getting up there and then yeah. combination therapies. But yeah, I think that's something that you guys would really like. And again, if you want to kind of hear our experience of all the systems we looked like, you know, we'll talk about that another time. Um, okay. Let's look at retail products because I think that retail products can be a nice part of our business, but it is a crowded space. There's a hundred, I mean, if you ever go to the AAD, American Academy of Dermatology meeting and walk the exhibit floor, I mean, there are a hundred vendors of medical grade products and they're all the best and they all have a secret ingredient. So what is working for you? What do you like? And what do you like to see as a percentage of when you look at your gross revenue, I like to see about this percent coming from retail and this percent coming from services. How do you guys look at that? So product wise, we start out with Skin Medica. And people loved it, but they complained about the price point. And like you had said, technology changes, things change. So I got hooked on Epiance. Mm -hmm. That has done great. And then we brought in Elastin to pair with some of our laser services. And people love that. 
but then we made the Pure 111 line through um, private labeling with Young, Young Pharmaceuticals. And I think that by far is our best product line. Uh, people can't get it elsewhere. Not only do we think it's the best, you know, pharmacologically, people cannot go on Amazon after you spend an hour with them and buy I think you're so smart. Exactly how I teach it. Because I do think, and we do carry some very high-end lines, um, one that has just exploded for us. I mean, more than I've ever seen a line explode is skin better, skin better science. Really? No, no. I mean, write that down. she's taking all <laughs> kinds of notes here, but, and we used to do skin medica and they, you know, things do change. And I, I do tell people as well is that it's human nature that we like to try new stuff. Right. I mean, have you two used the same shampoo for the last 10 years? Probably not. It's, it's well, if you have you're you're unique, but most people every once in a while, Hey, you know, I want to try that it could be a good looking container. You know, it could be, right. uh, you know, somebody like a Heidi Klum is holding up some product. Oh my God. And it made her beautiful. Well, she was probably pretty beautiful to start with, but, um, but I think we like to try new things. And so I, I always kind of coach my consulting clients that don't let your line get stagnant. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think is smart at least once every six months is to run a report and see how many of each SKU you're selling per month. Because if you have a product that you're stocking and you've invested money into and you're selling one a month, it's not working. either you got to get rid of it or you got to figure out how we can sell better. Maybe people aren't paying attention to it. Um, another thing I see with some clinics is they just carry too much. I mean, they have 15 different lines and, you know, it's like, okay, I have nine different cleansers for oily skin. It's like, oh, that's probably too much. And it's confusing, I think, for the staff and for your clients. Um I love that you've gone the private label because what you said is a problem. You know, most of the companies will tell you, Hey, you, Oh, you can't buy this online. And if we find it, we'll stop them. They can't stop them. Right. And they really don't want to stop them because they make the same amount of money. So I love the fact that you're branding yourself. Um, I think that uh, I like to see a decent portion of all our sales coming from our private line. And then we augment it. Like you said, we we've got some elastin. We like that skin better has exploded. Um, for a while, Neocutis was a huge one. That's kind of tapered down and Skin Better has kind of moved into that space for us. Um, I think the Elta skin, uh, uh, sunscreens are still incredibly good. We carry right. those, but, but we do try to look at new things. And, um, and the other thing is you don't have to carry the full line, right? You don't have to say, if I'm going to carry Alaska, I have to carry everything. You know, you can kind of pick and choose. Um, what do you like to see? Do you set goals? I mean, for yourself as providers, the other providers saying, Hey, we would love to see you to send, sell 10% of your revenue in skincare, 15%, 5%. Do you look at that and how do no. you kind of monitor that? Yeah, Matt, that's probably something I need to get a little bit better at. But again, I think what I like about us is none of us are high pressure. We've had clients come and said, oh, they wanted me to buy $500 worth of skincare. We educate, especially Laura and Kelly, our esthetician, are amazing at educating the clients and offering, this is what I would recommend, um, but no, I have not run reports and looked at it like that. Yeah. And it's probably, and it's just something, and I agree. I don't, I, you know, high pressure. I, I always put myself in the shoe. I don't like when people pressure me and I'm not going to pressure anybody. I don't think we should. Um, I think we should be great teachers, right. And, and teach about our services and our products. The one thing I do tell my staff though, is we know hundred percent for a fact, every person is buying their skincare products somewhere. Right. So we would rather them buy them from us. Um, but I think it's an idea that you might look at is just every once in a while. I do it every month. Just look at a report and I let my staff know, you know, this is what you've sold in services. This is what you've sold in skincare. And, you know, in my Leewood location, we've got 14 providers. They're not all equal. I mean, they're all good, right? right. Some of them have a crazy talent for certain things. And so one thing I try to do is people who, like nurses or estheticians who maybe don't sell as well as some of my others is like, well, go talk to them and figure out what they're doing. What is that nurse or esthetician who is just unbelievably good at what are they doing that's different from you? And I think that of your providers identifying which ones have amazing strengths. Like Amy, you may be just crazy good at, at pr promoting and doing BBLs and somebody's not, well, let's share that information. Right. Um, and that brings me kind of my next topic of, of um, how do you, what are things that you do to create a wonderful work environment? Um, back to earlier, we said, you know, lack of turnover is so important. Um, but it's not just having a menu of services and paying well, okay? What do you do with your staff to create just a place that they're so happy to work at? We have so much fun. It's not fair. Me too. <laughs> They'll say, is this really a job? So I love Halloween. It's like my, my 
favorite holiday. You I've and been, my wife. I've been on the news and written up because I'm that house, right? That people talk about. So um, Halloween, we dress up, we scare each other. April Fools is always a great time around here. Um, I think we have fun, right? We'll just yes. start laughing. No, well, sometimes we race in the halls. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do. We have a lot of fun. And we we all have grown. I mean, we Amy and I have been together for seven years. Yeah. Um, you know, our relationships personally have grown too. So, you know, we're all involved in each other's lives. Um, I would say too, as an employee here, um, if I have a sick child, you know, no questions they ask. My family comes first. You know, it's never been. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> So yeah. that, that is absolutely huge for me. Um, I had surgery a couple of months ago. Again, no questions asked. So it's always been, you know, what's best for us individually. And we all care so much for our clients are so involved in our clients. I would much rather be here than reschedule people for something that comes up in my personal life. So, um, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to be here, mm -hmm. not only for my, for my income, but for my clients, because I want to retain them and because I have relationships with them and I want to provide for them whatever they need. So right. Um, yeah, that's, that's a huge part is to know that if something comes up, you know, that I work at a place that's going to support me and, and be there for me. I, you know what, and, and the lack of turnover tells your story, but just the things you just said, I think are so important that, you know, when you're driving to work, you're excited about your job and right. not dreading your job. And that's one thing I think that my wife and I, you know, Kathy feels so grateful in this industry. I, you know, certainly there's days when it's sunny and 80 that I, I'd rather be playing golf, but um, I love my job. I, I just, it's so much fun. I mean, but you know, every job has its challenges. So when you look at your, you know, Amy as a business owner, what are the biggest challenges? What are the most difficult things about it? Cause it's all, it's not all unicorns and rainbows, right? I mean, we do have challenges. What are the hardest things for you? Dealing with difficult clients. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. I always tell my front desk, 10 to 15% of the people walk through our door. We just wish to God didn't know we existed. Yes. And I have a hard time firing people and usually bend over backwards to make them happy. And my staff is like, Amy, we don't want that kind of client here. Get rid of them. Let them go. Yeah. And my fault and one of my challenges is doing that when I should, you know, much later than I should have let them go. Um, that's probably one of mine, Laura. Yes. Um, I would say that I never talk my clients into anything. I present them with a lot of information. I educate them on what's available and I want them begging me to do it. I do not talk people into things. If they're hesitant, I do not provide it. And you know, that's over the years. Again, I started in this industry in 2002. So if someone's on the fence on something, I highly recommend it's not something you provide. Um, and that's really gonna help eliminate a lot of headaches. Um, and there's certain things that you recognize, you know, when a client walks in and they've been to every place in town and they're unhappy with everyone, they're gonna be unhappy with you too. Yeah. So, you know, we definitely, when we see those red flags, we provide the most minimal service possible. A follow-up is required if they don't show up, you know, so we really try to um, minimize, minimize any of that because it is very exhausting for us as providers. Um, and they're, and they're so happy. few and far between. It's, yeah. you know, 99.5% I would give the keys to my house to. They're wonderful people. And they oh my God. You have a better 99.5. I, I want to trade you. because. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe ninety five. <laughs> I always look around and I say we should have a staff psychiatrist because right. right. you know one thing we did that you guys might find helpful. I don't know if I've ever told you this is we created a very simple document, and it's a consent form that we make our clients sign if they're going to have a treatment that we have specifically told them we do not believe they're going to be happy with the results. Um, because something, for example, you know, one of the most difficult types of clients I think is the person who comes in and they have skin that looks like you two, this beautiful <laughs> skin, but they hate it and they yeah. think it's horrible and they want, I want to do the halo because I want to get rid of all it. And I can't even see what they're talking about. Right. In those situations, we are, listen, we are happy to do a halo. Obviously it's not going to hurt you. And there's great benefits for anti-aging, but I also don't believe it's going to change your skin much because you have gorgeous skin. Right. So if you want to do it, fine. But I'm gonna have that document. Yeah, you know, that document. No, we can get that for you. So it's That'd a very simple document. Basically, you know, where it has come in very handy is um, especially things. We do a ton of cool sculpting here. And, you know, somebody come in and they're obese. Mm -hmm. And we say, listen, this is not weight loss. I don't think you're going to be happy with the results. Yeah, but I want to do it. That's fine. It's not going to hurt you. And we can do it. But I just want you to understand that we are not going to guarantee any results. 
and I need you to sign this that we discuss it. I just think it, it comes, it gives you, you know, an arrow in your quiver when they come back and say, Hey, I spent $1,500 on that halo and I don't see anything. Right. Well, if you remember, we discussed this and you signed off on this. So yeah, yeah we'll get that too. Just shoot me a text or something. I'll make sure okay. it's kind of helpful, but I'm I do do that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, the other ahead. thing is when, when clients come in and they have lips out to here and they want more lip filler or, um, they can't move their face and yet they want more Botox yes. or is, is telling them, no, it's not what's in your best interest. And some of them get mad. They're like, here, I have the money. I'm the, the customer. I'm right. Cause we don't want them walking around the community and someone to say, oh my God, where do you go? And for them to say pure 111 when they look like that, cause there are billboards. So that's always hard too, is telling people no, that we're not. I think that's a great point. You know, and you've heard my little saying is that we have here, the best injectable is the least detectable. And I think you two are good examples. I have zero doubt that you guys both have some neurotoxins and fillers going on. If you'd said yeah. no, I'd find that hard to believe since you work in this industry, but you both look like normal, natural human beings, right? And I think um, we use that saying, and if, some, if somebody wants the big duck lips and we say, listen, I know there's places that will do that for you. It's just not something we do um, because that is not the look that we're promoting. And it's hard because you don't want to offend them, right? You don't want to say, you know, I actually had a nurse a number of years ago who was a wonderful nurse. And I actually had to fire her because she couldn't stop injecting herself. Oh, It was just more and more. And she just started looking so, and, and I told her, you got to stop. I can't have you working here. And she couldn't, she literally couldn't stop. And she, she was very good. Yeah. It, yeah, it was. It's not obviously a physical addiction, but it's a mental one. Right. And right. so I do think that I want my staff to be the best client that we have. Um, I want them to have the treatments we do. I want them to have them on a regular basis because I want them to be able to say, the reason my skin looks like this is not because I did one thing one time. It's right. because I'm doing some things on a regular basis, kind of like skin fitness. So that's another question I want to ask you. How do you handle staff treatments? I get this question a lot. Yeah, we're, we're very liberal with it because I think the staff should experience everything that we're doing. So, um, you know, when the reps help you out and give you free product for trial or naive patients, we do it on us. I think it's great. Like M-Sculpt, they kind of know when they want M-Sculpt, come on in here, just don't do it during office hours and, you know, taking the slot of a paying patient. Right. Um, but we're very liberal because everyone here is natural looking and I don't, it's never been a problem with people overusing. Yeah, I think that's so smart. I had a call recently with a client and and they had, it was a big one, a big center. And, and they said, you know, their, their program for their staff was everybody got a 15% discount. And I was like, that doesn't probably yeah. work too well. I mean, you know, some people are, they don't have a lot of extra money, especially people like the front desk and stuff that's not a high paying job. So I think it's great that you guys are testaments to what you do. Yeah. You know, that you're saying, hey, you know, we, we think high Halo is going to be great for you. And oh, by the way, I do Halo too. Right. What was yesterday? Yesterday I had a one hour cancellation in the middle of the day. And that's been definitely kind of a thing with COVID. Definitely. Yes. Last for us too. The last so few, three weeks, we've had quite said, a few. Yeah. I said, who wants treatment? If you yeah. want treatment, you know, three to four, come in, set it, you know, and everyone actually was in pretty good shape. So I ended up, didn't end up doing any staff treatments, but, um, you know, we try to always look at each other too and say, Hey, you're due or, Hey, yeah. let's do that. I think um, that's a great point because like you, you can't interrupt a pain client. You can't, you know, one of my nurses can't say, Hey, Friday from two to four, I'm going to book myself out to have treatments for myself. It's like, no, cause we will book that time right. come in early, stay late, but you know, snow days, cancellations, things like that. One thing that's been kind of fun for us is every quarter we have a staff treatment night and it's kind of fun. We bring in a bunch of pizzas, staff can stay and, and just for about two or three hours, everybody treats each other. And um, cause one thing we really promote is, we're big believers that if you do regular forever young BBLs, we know how good that is. If you do a regular halo, you know, we know how good. And so we want to just make sure that we give our staff the opportunity with time constraints. So that's kind of been fun for us. And it's kind of like just a big party. Everyone's joking around laughing and yeah. you know doing stuff. So that's kind of fun. So, man, so I, I want to make our, your listeners, our listeners know you did not ask me to do this. You did not pay me to do this, but hands down, I think you would agree one of the best investments we've ever had is coming out to your facility, the whole staff, um, spending the night there. We had a little bit of fun, did a little shopping and restaurant, but the training that you gave us, I still have my notebook to this day. It was almost a full notebook. 
of tons of notes. And hands down, that was the best investment I could ever make for the practice. You are very sweet. We love to hear that. So, you know, it's funny, it's easy to teach about something that you really, really love, you know, and I mean, I, I have zero doubt that you guys would be great teachers in this, in this thing too. So to finish this up, and I really appreciate you guys doing this. Um, what do you think about the future? You know, when you think about where are you going to be in five years or 10 years, what are your goals is I work with a lot of clinics who they feel, Hey, you know, we're in this 2000 square feet. We're fine. We're busy. And, and they do really don't have an ambition to get bigger than that, which is fine. Um, some it's like, Hey, I want to get as big as humanly possible. Um, but where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? You guys are both pretty young. I mean, you got a lot of life left in you. I cannot wrap my head around opening up a second facility. So in my mind, this new building is going to be amazing. We like you, we bought it. My husband and I, as an investor, awesome. um, I just want us to all be happy, still full with clients, not having to turn people away and just um, be the best of the best, continue to have our reputation and do amazing at that one facility. What about you? What about you? Um, I really busy clientele. And I, again, I love my clients and the vast majority of them are amazing, but I would love to get my own practice to the point to where I don't take new clients anymore, you know, or if one moves, I get one more in, but I'd really like to be able to get to the point where I am that selective with who I treat because they trust me and I trust them. And we work together and we've done lots of different modalities to keep them looking, you know, as good as they can. So that would be personally a, a goal of mine. It's a lifelong, you know, it's a lifelong process of getting these clients to trust you. Yes. So that you're going to keep them going as they age, making them continue to look younger and better. And where do you think Pure 111 and you two personally can get better? Oh, goodness. A million ways. A million ways, <laughs> yes. For yes. everything. But in your mind, you think, okay, here's where I want our business to get stronger. Here, here's some things where I think that, that kind of hop out at you. I'll tell you one thing. So we are both in love with Sculptra. And um, as you know, Sculptra aesthetic is now becoming Sculptra. So with the new labeling, they're able to go out and train more, which I think is going to spread the world, the word to the masses, how amazing Sculptra is. Uh, Laura has been doing Sculptra for maybe five years now. Yes. And um, we've worked ourselves through the kinks of the needles clotting and all kinds of things that was different about sculpture, the reconstitution factor. Um, so I really feel like our practice sets itself apart by sculpture, but I'm excited to use it in more areas and on more clients. So in my opinion, everyone is a candidate of sculpture, whether they're doing HAs and laser. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that is one area I really want Pure 111 as a whole to continue to grow. Well, and I think it's a good point because we're kind of the same. We have a couple injectors who have really liked sculpture and do it. Um, but we are really going to start putting more focus on that too, with the rebranding. I don't know how you guys feel about, um, MERS when they had, uh, MERS has just not been a good company for the service yeah. wise. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Their service, just the Althera, they, they, they just, it, it's been a little bit of a train wreck, but I like the fact that they're rebranding it. Um, we are doing, are you guys doing any of the sculpture booty lifts? We aren't here in the Midwest. I wish we'd have more people asking, but no. We well, I will tell you, it's something like we are starting to get that, you know, I don't know why people watch the Kardashians, but they do. And, and, and they talk about that, but uh, my, I have one nurse here who's done quite a few with some pretty good results. So we're kind of going to brand, you know, do that a little bit. There is um, talk to your rep. Um, one of the biggest sculpture users in the country is a dermatologist out of Northwest Arkansas. And, um, and she does do some training. I had her fly up here a number of years. I want to bring her back. She is a wizard with Sculptra. And I mean, and I literally think it's odd in Northwest Arkansas, she's one of the biggest Sculptra accounts in the country. And, um, is it uh, Hermine? No, no, it is, um, I'm just trying to, uh, Missy Clifton. Clifton, oh, uh, I never heard of her. Okay. She is wonderful, sweet, sweet person. But if you ever get a chance to train with her, you will like that. Good. We've, um, we've seen Shino a couple of times and then Rajani mm -hmm. uh, and, and they use a little bit differently with their reconstitution, but um, it's an amazing and product. Another, have you guys looked at or using the RHA fillers? We did try them. We just didn't see a hole that we needed to bring in a hole in our, in our, well, I will tell you, they've done really well for us. And we carry, you know, the Juvederm line, the rest of the line, we have a big yeah menu like you do. Um, you know, it's the only uh, filler that has been FDA cleared, approved for dynamic wrinkles, movement. 
And so sometimes, you know, you know, filler looks really good when the face is at rest, but then smile, you can kind of see it a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, don't, I don't think, don't turn your back on that. It's, it's, okay. there's, a, there's a few of them that have done really well for us. Okay. And so that's, it's kind of fun to always, you know, research these new things. So, um, all right. If, if there is anybody, if you could give one piece of advice for other clinics, people thinking about getting into this, what do you, what would you say to somebody who's saying, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting aesthetics or, or I'm in it and, and I want to do better. What would you say to somebody like that? Say, Hey, what is your key to success? Well, we get asked probably on a weekly basis, can someone come shadow us? You know, cause they want to, they want to get into it. And I would say on your own time, get as many trainings as you can um, from different providers and shadow. Yeah. I mean, I think that although there's a lot of people in this industry and the industry is really growing, there's a lot of people who want to get into the industry. There's not a lot of owners that will provide you with all of this education. So Mm -hmm. you have to find that person and it it might take a long time, but Mm -hmm. that person has to be willing to invest in you and you have to be willing to commit to it. And um, that's the biggest thing, you know, is finding that right fit. And, you know, that's hard. I, I sympathize with people who aren't in this. I was lucky to have that aesthetics license first because I think it did give me a whole other realm of skill. Um, mm. Not only in what I knew about the skin, but in client interaction and that kind of thing, rather than coming straight from a hospital. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Finding the right person that is willing to invest in training you correctly, um, you know, and so you can provide good service. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, you know, I can just sense the tension between you two. You don't like each other very much. I mean, it's just horrible. We're lucky. You know, I think when you can, you know, I have found that my life is so much easier when I just surround myself with amazing human beings, you know. And, you know, one thing um, I tell anybody I hire is the world is filled with average people, right? And that's fine. Nothing's wrong with being average. But if that's who you are, you can't work here. Um, we don't hire average people. We hire extraordinary people. And you guys obviously have done this the right way. I'm so happy about your new building and your growth. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank and um, I want to thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, you know, I, I look back when I first started aesthetic care, I would have loved to seen conversations like this, you know, because, you know, obviously being new and stumbling and making mistakes right. along the way, which we all do. But I think it's so great when people like you have been successful and do it the right way are willing to share that. So thanks a lot for that. We love it. Thanks for asking us. Thank you for tuning in to the Making of a Multi-Million Dollar Med Spa podcast. For helpful links and more information about any of Mint's training tools and resources mentioned in today's episode, be sure to visit mintaesthetics.com backslash podcast.